podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a brand new edition of Cop and Fracas podcast. Um, I'm here with two two lovely, lovely guests. I've got um, one of my usual cohorts um, in, in, in Mike. How you doing? All good, brother. You know, it's been a, a humbling evening, to put it mildly, but, but I'm good, brother. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm all right. Not too bad. Um, obviously, I could be better, but at the same time, it's just one of them ones, isn't it? Um, um, you can't get too emotional about these things, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, you just can't do that <laughs> yourself at this point. So, but, yeah. Um, and we've actually got the return, the return of the OG, return of the, 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 the big dog, um, Mr. Ellis Cole. What are you telling me? Man. You see when yeah, Ellis yeah, put his yeah. name on the rotor, <laughs> I had to drop the Ian Wright yeah, meme. Man. I was like, "What?" Life, wow. life has been lifing, bro. I hear it, man. You're one of the OGs, yeah, bro. We have so to give you some time to cool off some things, man. <laughs> no, Thank you, Mike. Bro. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> and what, what, what a pod to come back to? What a pod to come back to? Yeah, I know you, you didn't expect this when you put your name down, bro. You didn't sign up for this. No, no. Do you know, do you know what it is? I'm gonna be honest with you. I knew they were gonna pump us. I was I was never expecting anything. I really? would not lie to you. Yeah, 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 I knew they were gonna because obviously we're gonna go in, gonna get into it on the pod. You know, when Liverpool start to get a bit of consistency, consistency, there's still a bit of creaks, and they're not there yet. So I just knew that this Real Madrid game is a bit too close to that. So mm. yeah, but but I didn't expect five. Let me not lie to you. I didn't expect five. I expected a young three-one. Yeah. I hate you. I hate you for sure. Um, yeah, before before we get into the game, um, just want to remember. I just want to remind everyone to obviously subscribe to our Patreon, um, follow us on all our socials, um, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. You know, keep following us and keep um, up to date with us. And yeah, let's get into it. So, no, no better place to start into, into the to today's game. Obviously, a big European Champions League knockout tie. Um, we faced Real Madrid at home, and obviously the lineups actually come up. They for the Champions League they come out a bit earlier because normally obviously you come out like an hour earlier with the Premier League, but I think Champions League's about an hour and a half, roughly hour forty five minutes um, comes out. And obviously Liverpool, we kept the team the same. Obviously there was a bit of doubt whether Nunes might start because he took a knock um, in the Newcastle game, but he did start. And Real Madrid, I think they had to. They, they, I would say they, they made a couple of changes to the usual team. Um, we had so um, we had Kamavinga actually starting in midfield with Valverde and Modric. Um, and obviously, you had Coutoir and goal. I'll just say line up Coutoir and goal. Um, Carvajal right back, uh, Militar and Rudiger centre back, Alaba left back, and then obviously, I said the midfield. And then Rodrigo on the right, um, Vinicius on the left, Benzema in the middle. And Liverpool team, um, it, it remained the same as, as, as the Newcastle game. Um, Mike, I'll come to you first. What was your kind of? How was you feeling before the game? Was you nervous? Was you um, was you kind of excited? What did you think the result was going to be? Did you have any hope? And then, what was, was your ex- feelings when the lineup got announced? I was excited more than anything, just because look, it's a big European game at Anfield. You're playing Real Madrid. You know, as a fan, as someone who loves football, who loves Liverpool, you do get excited for these big occasions. And I was, I was, I was on spaces with with Mush and, and Fahi before the game, and we were kind of talking through it and. Yeah, the more I spoke through through the game, obviously, I didn't think we're going to batter Madrid, but I was thinking, yeah, we could get something here tonight. You know, we're, we're playing well. They're they're in a bit of bad form. You know, they haven't got a few key pers- players in, in, in midfield. Shumeni and Cruz wasn't fit enough to start the game. So you're thinking something could happen, and I was feeling just a just upbeat and looking forward to the game without being overconfident or bullish about it. I just thought, yeah, you know, this could be a fun night of football. It turned out it was a fun night of football, but not for us. <laughs> It was just not a fun night football for us. But look, when the team sheet gets announced for Madrid, I think Rodrigo Rodrigo's the big choice because I thought they were going to go yeah. Valverde on the right and have um, Ceballos in midfield because Ceballos has actually been doing well in midfield for them recently in the league. Yeah. Um, but they end up going for Rodrigo and I thought that was an indication that they'll try and play in the, in the mid-block and hit us in the break. But it actually turned out that they had more possession in the first half because... As soon as they settle down, they get their foot on the ball and just dictate the tempo of the game. Um, and, and they show their quality and their class. And I think this Madrid team, especially when they play in Europe, they're able to kind of 
really adapt in game, and yeah. even when on the back foot. So supposing they're two 0 down in a game as they were today, you know they're able to just like settle into the game despite that, and just really get a pattern of play going where they can. You know, maybe five ten minutes for a position where they're keeping the board and moving it around. They're trying to figure out way ways they can probe and attack. And in the first half time, there's times they do that, and they're just a time to see that. Yeah, there are times they'll play in the mid block and and, and hit you on a brick, but there are times when they can actually get their foot on the ball and play a bit. So, just we just played against a really good team today, and obviously we'll, we'll go into the game in, in a bit more detail. But going into it, I think a lot of us actually in the chat as well will just you know look. It's exciting, bro. It's the Champions League. Round sixteen game, you're, you're going to be excited for that kind of game. It's a, it's it's a top level game. Yeah, I guess it's an opportunity to kind of prove yourself at the top level. It's an opportunity for the, obviously your players like Nunes, like Budetic, to really see what they can actually um, offer at the top level. Obviously in the Champions League and see how they kind of contend with the best. Um, Ellis, you kind of felt that. Well, you said in the spot that you kind of felt like maybe this game came a bit too early in our run. Is is that right? Like you thought maybe that. I mean, obviously, we just started to go on a run, but like, I, was it too early for us to really kind of be confident in this team when we probably only won two games on a bounce? Yeah, yeah, it was a bit too early. Um, I think we was starting to see, I won't say the Liverpool of old, but we were starting to see a positive Liverpool. We were shutting teams out. Obviously, we, not not shutting them out to have chances, but, you know, getting our clean sheets, was making chances... So we looked a bit more balanced in the last couple of games that we played. Um, but I just thought that we were still making too many mistakes and we were still a bit too fidgety with the football for for us to be, you know, for us to take the game to Madrid. So when we did start the way we started, it was kind of a surprise to me, like, rah, <laughs> I mean, you're tuned up already. You're playing, you're playing very well. But... As, as the game grew on, we saw that the mistakes that we made um, just kind of amplified, amplified my thoughts. Yeah, like, I, I agree with you in that sense because it, it just kind of felt like the players, whilst we were starting to get wins, the players were still not completely sure of themselves. Mm-hmm. And, like, we see that with mm-hmm. Gomez, we see that, like, with, obviously, even Bajetic as well. Um, just felt like we were still a bit vulnerable. That, that's the word I'm trying to look for. We were still a bit vulnerable. Yes, we were starting exactly. to kind of pair a bit. But yeah, there was still like a vulnerability to us, even when Newcastle went down. Like we'll, we'll probably mention that later. But when Newcastle went down to ten men, they were still creating chances, still kind of dominating the game. But yeah, like you said, we started the game really, really well. Um, Anfield was rocking. Um, we pressing them, hunting them down. <clears throat> I thought Gakpo was tremendous in that first like 10, 15 minutes in terms of like hunting down their centre backs, um, Nunes as well. And yeah, we we go ahead. Um, through a fantastic Nunes finish. Um, yeah, Salah in his creative bag, um, which he has been actually for the last couple of games, um, um, puts in a lovely cross for Nunes and Nunes kind of improvises and kind of back heels into the net. But um, yeah, Mike, what was you thinking? Well, how did you rate the start from Liverpool? Like um, the goal as well, talk us for the goal as well. It was exactly the kind of start we needed and we wanted. Um, and you've, you've got the feeling that if we scored a, a goal early on, it could have been a special night. And I thought 2-0 here. The first goal is just a really, really good goal. I mean, the run Nunes makes is the type of run that I feel like when he becomes a more refined player, is the type of run he's going to really master, that out-to-in run in yeah. front of a centre-back. It's just a really good, really good goal. And people talk about Salah not being a creative player. And look, he's not a creative player in the way Odegaard or De Bruyne, those types of players are. But his final pass is really good. Is that in and around the box, his final pass is really good. So... He's shown that time and time again over the last few years. He has that final pass in the locker. Whether it's a Travella pass, whether it's on his right foot down a channel, he's got the yeah. pass. And, and I think he's shown that time and time again. So, yeah, it's the kind of goal that we should be scoring more of because Nunes should be making that run more often. And, and obviously, we know Salah has that, that pass in his locker. Yeah, for sure. I agree with you. Um, Salah's definitely... He's got that final pass in his bag. And people might say he's not creative, but... He gets a, like last year. He got he got double figures and assists. Um, and yeah, he just I always back him to kind of when we have like kind of attacks and stuff like that. I always back him to kind of have the right way of pass to choose the kind of right option. Um, and and to, and to really kind of lay it for his teammates. Um, in terms of them getting shots off, in terms of them getting goals. So yeah. Um, and then we also get a second actually. Um, not 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 too long after. Um, well, it just it now it just feels like so long ago. Like it was two no wow. But um, yeah, Courtois makes an 
makes a mistake. Um, the ball goes back to him after some pressure. Um, he tr- I think it kind of like bobbles from his knee. Like he can't really control the ball and the ball kind of bobbles. Um, and then Salah punches him and we go tune him up. But boy, I was thinking Couture, he was doing a mistake because that 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 that, that performance in that final, bro, that, that wasn't normal, bro. I don't know what, what, what Juju Master called for that, <laughs> that that for that performance in the final, but we will do something. But yeah, Ellis, we'll tune him up. What was you thinking? Bro, I was I was on cloud nine, fam. You know I mean, I was in my group chats, talking my shit, fam. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was there gassing it, giving a big one. Yeah, but yeah, it it was obviously it was a slice of a huge slice of luck. But again, you got to credit Salah for just putting pressure on Courtois just in case anything happens. He was there, do you know what I'm saying, to take the finish. Um, I think Courtois, like they said, he's left foot, so he tried to get. He saw Salah coming. He wasn't comfortable on his right foot. Again, the ball, like you said, bubbled up, hits his knee, then Salah's there for a, a nice finish as well. Outside his left foot, first time. Yeah, so 2-0, I couldn't believe it because this is not the Liverpool that we've seen this season, isn't it? It's just not just the Liverpool. It's the Liverpool of two seasons ago. Or even last season, that, you know, they, they started the game world of taking their chances and, and were 2-0 up on, on cloud nine, man. Not gonna lie, when that goal went in, I was just thinking, I was just thinking, boy, it, it might be a season where we get a little six way finish in the like, <laughs> league, right? You know, I've seen it happen before. I, I've seen it happen, you know, rubbish in the league, gone a nice Champions League run. But then, um, actually, before we go to finish this goal, just that start, um, obviously, just let's talk a bit of positive. Like, Mike, you haven't been a fan of Gakpo, which you have. Announced time and time again in our group chat. I'm not sure you, you know, it's the world, but, <laughs> but, but is he moving you small, small with, with these false line performances? Bro, listen, before I, I talk on this, I will say nothing about my lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm messing, I'm messing. To be honest with you, I always said to you guys, I, I, we, our forwards always do well. So I, always, I was always convinced he'll do well. He's not my type of player, and I make that clear because of the intensity, all of that stuff. Anyway, he's moving me small, small. You know, he's he's the look at the strength moment where he holds off Kamavinga. I'm like, okay, he's got something. Yeah. <laughs> on the half turn, when he receives the ball on a half turn, peak is peak. You know, because he can just, he just powers through. But he, I actually he had a really weird game, and people I was I didn't want to say it in the chat because you guys would be like, oh, Mike's having a go at Gap, blah blah blah. But he starts the game really well. Like he's one of our best players in the first 20 minutes. But then he really he just fades completely from the game. Like he becomes a non-factor after 20 minutes where he's not really influencing games in terms of dropping off and, and, and putting Salah or Darwin in. He's just really a non-event beyond that point. But I was really, really impressed in the first 20 minutes. I think if he can show that more often in games, then we've got a, we've got a real good player there because he's got strength. He's quick when he gets going. He can link play. He's got a pass. He can finish. There's something to work with there for sure. So, like, look, you guys in the group chat know my thoughts on him and have known that I'm... To say I've been a sceptic is an understatement, but there's something to work with there for sure. Yeah, I thought it was really weird. Like, him and Seller were just kind of, like, non-entities, like, after that 25 minutes for me. Especially when when Nacho came on. Gapo literally disappeared, though, bro. As in, Salah's still kind of on the ball. Gapo, I can't name anything of note he did after 20 minutes in that game. Anything, bro. Yeah, I think that's also coincides with Camavinga having more of a hold on that game as well, to be honest, because that's obviously the same area um, of the pitch. But yeah, I, like I said, I thought when Nacho would come on, I'm thinking, okay, Nacho's less athletic than Alaba. We're probably going to hit that right-hand side a lot more. But Salah didn't get the ball as much. Obviously, I saw a little bits of him, but he didn't really get the ball as much. But um, yeah, it, it, it was strange to see. But I, I guess that's when Ramjid kind of got that forward of the game. But... Ellis, um, just a quick question for you. How how are you finding this kind of front three? Like, do you like Gakpo playing as the false nine and you know, playing the three? Um, yeah, yeah, he's... yeah I like it because um, yeah. So I was gonna say, I was just gonna say, we did buy Nunes to be a striker and Gakpo to be left wing. So them kind of playing in like opposing each other's roles is, is kind of funny. But yeah, how 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 do you like it? Yeah, I like it because obviously. <laughs> when you buy when you buy a player like let's say you, you, you not let's say but we've bought Nunes and he, obviously he has a specific skill set that might allow him to play on that left wing and it's never like a left wing get get chalk on your boots it's more of a inside forward do you know what yeah. I'm saying like like his goal he scored today a, a natural left winger will be out on the wing 
they'll make that yeah. movement. But because he's a he's a forward, he's gonna make that movement. Same with Gapo, he's probably they've seen that he has that close touch, that closer control, great first touch. He can spin and he can get us going. So they thought, yeah, he has that skill set to play in that number nine and a half, ten role. And we've seen it in glimpses. Uh, obviously, we saw it um, second half against Everton. We saw it first 20 minutes this season, uh, this Real Madrid game. Um, was it a chance where he's he's held off Camavinga? Was that whose chance was that? Was that a goal or was that a chance? Where he's held um, off Camavinga's So it's yeah, he, yeah. he gave it to Sella, then Sella should have done better. You kind of scuffed the yeah, shot. Yeah, that one. So you see what I mean? See, yeah. You see the turn the, on the half turn. He's held off Camavinga. He's used, he's used the ball well. It's, it's a great way of pass. So I think it's the skill set that they, they, they've they bought into that they like where they don't want him on the left wing. They run him, they work. They see him as a replacement for Firmino per se. Um, and it's, it's getting the best out of him. Now he's warming. Obviously, he's got the two goals. He's confident. I think... The front three is very exciting. It's still in the early days, as we saw today, when the game got a bit stretched, they couldn't really get into it. Um, he's st- obviously still needs a bit more work in terms of his pressing. But at the start of it, it looks good. It looks promising. Yeah. Sorry, can I come in? Can I come in, Peter? I just think, to be, to, I'll, I'll start positive here. The, the positive thing with the front three is they look to combine in the same way that Firmino, Salah and Mane used to combine at their best. So mm. when Salah, when when Gapo drops off, he's always looking for a passing behind, whether it's to Salah or to Darwin. Darwin and Salah always look for each other as well. There's that combination between those two. So if it, I like that there's like that kind of combination between them. But to go to Ellis's point, the point he kind of ends on there, the problem with that front three is that they, in key moments, they can miss chances and, and not be decisive. And also the games can just pass them by. Mm. I think Nunes is at the point of his career where he's not ready to dominate games in the way Amane would have, or even if Mina would have back in the day. I think Gapo is the same, where Gapo is the sort of player where in spells he can look genuinely unplayable. At the 20 minutes, he looks like he's just on another level to some of those Madrid players. He looks bigger and stronger than them, but they can just fade completely from the game. And I think ultimately, that that's why we won't reach this level of like, oh, we're going to go on a 10-game winning run because... They're going to have moments in games, whether it's Darwin, whether it's Gapo, and Jota and Firmino aren't aren't fully fit yet, so they're kind of like non-events at the moment. But those two, Gapo and Darwin, they're still projects. So yeah. we have to give them time to develop. Unfortunately, I think that's where we are mm. as a team. We are at, where we are as a team is that players are coming towards the end of a time at Liverpool. So players like Henderson, well, not not the end. Henderson will be around for a number of years, I think, because he's that kind of character, etc. But he's not going to be a starter moving forward. Ever the guys who are going to be starters moving forward, maybe like a Darwin or a Gapo, they still need time to develop. And ultimately, that's going to be a slightly painful process in that they're going to have some bad moments in games and also going to have bad games full stop. Yeah, for sure. I think so. I think Nunes and, and Gakpo are both guys that you want as like a third or fourth attacker, where like you're not relying on them too much, but you're bringing them on, you're playing them some games here and there. If they go on a nice run, you play them, but you can also take them out of the team. But right now, yeah. We obviously we had no choice to really start them, so we're starting them through their bad form, through the good form, starting them in games where it might not suit them. Blah 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 blah. Like you said, so I think that's that's the main problem. Them obviously I see potential in them, both of them, and I see how it can work for them long term. But we kind of we have to play them through this rough stage because we literally have nothing else. So I think I think that's that's where the problem lies. Um, and I also don't think Nunes can play left wing long term. Personally, I don't, I don't think you buy someone eight million to play left wing long term. I don't think that. I think that's ultimately if he's he's been playing there because he's not he's ready played. to play centre forward yet. Yeah, he's not ready to play centre forward yet. As simple as that. Like he's not a left winger. No, he's not. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think he he's a centre forward for what we want to do. I, I don't. But wasn't think he, he has... wasn't he signed to, for as a as a as like a new plan if you like. Yeah. yeah, so uh, yeah, it was, but then obviously it didn't work. We didn't have the right profile in midfield, and obviously, you'd have to and change that midfield. You'd have to change that midfield. You have to so. change the midfield exactly. So, and then I, I personally think Klopp wants to go back to a four-two-three-one. That was the that was the plan, but then start the season injuries and we just off the boil, so it, it wasn't working. Um, at Benfica, he was on that left channel a lot, moving in and out of that left channel. So maybe they saw that he could do that. But if you do want to play 
Nunez as a um, number nine, you have to play a number ten in behind him mm. because he can't. Yeah, he can't do. He can't do that pressing as in coming back, getting the ball on the turn. It's not really his game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's either you're gonna play the ball in behind, or exactly. you're gonna have someone run run off him. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, like yeah, like Max said, Mike said he's he can't play centre forward right now. Maybe once we do change the shape and we do have a different profile midfield, then that that can be looked at. Yeah, for sure. I agree with you. Definitely a, a 10 needs to be behind him or near him because, like you said, he likes to run in the channels and you need that 10 to kind of occupy that central zone where he's off in the channels. You need a 10 to kind of find him in behind. Um, and he's obviously his back-to-goal game at the moment isn't good enough um, for us to play him as a, as, as a sole nine, especially in a 4 3 free system. Because in a 4 3 free system, you need a striker to be able to hold on to the ball. Um, and he's obviously going to lose it. And as soon as we lose that ball in transition, yeah, we already know what's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Scary sight. So, um, yeah, I think he's able to play on the, on the wing and not if he loses it, it's not in such a dangerous position. So, um, yeah. But, so I think the first, so Vinicius's first goal to make it 2-1, I feel like that kind of goal kind of brings you back to reality where it's just like, wow, okay. Madrid had this quality where it's like, even if, I, I don't think we defended the goal particularly badly. I think Henderson could have done better um, in terms of, I really felt like he wanted to kind of shift responsibility of not really shutting down Vinicius Jr. So he kind of does the thing where it's like, I know, because obviously when people that play football, you know that you just be like, oh, you mark him and I'll mark him type of thing. <laughs> so he just, he went to kind of say that, oh yeah, I'll 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 get um Benzema if, if he does kind of like a one-two Benzema. But he knows he's not really going to do one-two Benzema. He just wants to kind of shift it and shoot. And then he does that. And then Gomez also isn't aggressive enough for me in that um in that kind of stage. And he doesn't get out to him quick enough, which is, I understand it because Vinicius has tremendous quality and he shifts it and shoots it so quickly um, in one motion. So, and then he curves it around Alisson. But yeah, um, it's just like, it's, one, it's like a sobering goal, isn't it? That goal where it's just like, yeah, they have tremendous quality. I didn't even find it sobering to be honest. I just thought it's a moment of real quality. You know, in, we're playing in the Champions League against Real Madrid. They have players capable of that kind of quality. And I guess... For us, it was just a reminder, okay, these guys have very good players, yeah. <laughs> you know. And sometimes you, there's no need to overanalyze a goal. Yeah, I think Henderson could do better. Gomez, people are trying to dig him out for the goal. I don't think that's fair at all. He's at fault for later goals, but I don't think he's at fault yeah. for this goal. This goal, for me, just shows the quality of Vinicius Jr. There aren't many players in Europe who can shift and shoot in tight spaces it. the way he can and bend it. And the accuracy, it's just a really good goal. There's, there's not much to say about it. It's just a really good goal. Yeah, sure. I, I agree with Mike. Sure. So sorry, Peter. Yeah, I agree with Mike, man. It was just like like I said in the chat, he gets his shots off so quick and so well. It's in, it was an insane goal, man. He just needed that yard of space, you know what I'm saying, to move his foot, adjust his body, and it was a lovely finish. His so, peak, I love he, peak, man. Yeah, peak man. Where he shifts and shoots, it's just unbelievable. It's insane. It's insane, man. It's insane. I mean, the boy's on he's on great form right now. And it's just a quality, quality goal from a quality player. Like, there's not much. Even if Hendo didn't move, he'll probably find a way to shift it. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. And, and and to get and to get that conviction in his shot, it, it was a good goal. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then, well, for me, I just felt like as soon as they scored that goal, it was kind of like okay, it was under pressure, and the crowd were on us. It just felt like they were just kind of not hoofing it, but they were doing diags to the left hand side, like constant diag to the left hand side. Um, and then you would find Benzema kind of, you know what I'm saying, going to the left-hand side, you'd find maybe Alaba or whoever was on at the time kind of drifting to the left-hand side. And just a constant, constant overload um, on that left-hand side. And yeah, um, Madrid kind of get kind of like a fold in the game. Vinicius starts to kind of like feel himself a little bit more. And then the second goal happens where it's just like, wow. Like an, another individual error, another kind of mistake. Um, and, and it kind of really starts from, actual initial good work from Vegetic because he kind of wins the ball in that midfield. He wins it and then like he looks to kind of play it back to the centre backs. Um but then he thought he kind of feels himself he's like nah actually let me turn out the pressure. Um but then he kind of gets tackled. Um I think it's either Modric or Valverde tackles him. Um and then yeah from there it kind of it goes back to um Gomez. Gomez no it goes back to Gomez and Vinicius and it's like a race but Gomez kind mm-hmm. of wins the race. Um and then Gomez looks to play back and then it's 
fantastic from Vinicius because he kind of anticipates that Gomez is going to play back. But Gomez does it anyway. Um, passes back to Allison, but the pass isn't the greatest. It's bobbly. Mm. Um, it's on Allison's left foot, and you're kind of just a bit like, oh, you're gonna have to clear it here. But modern day goalkeeper Allison, you know, he always wants to play out from the back, and he tries to play out from the back in the same direction Vinicius is in, which I think is a bit mm. crazy to be honest. He kind of, you could have. A couple of times before that, he's, when we've passed back to him, he's, he's gone to Robertson, like done a, like a yeah. little switch to Robertson. But did, yeah. today, I think he wanted to go to Trent in that kind of um, in that stage. But then he obviously miss kicks it. It goes hits um, Vinicius's hill and it goes into the goal. But um, Edis, I'll come to you. Thoughts on the goal? Um, who's to, not not who's to blame? I don't really want to blame one player, but like, who do you think? Like, what do you think about a goal, really, just in general? Yeah, I, I think Bad showed his immaturity. Um, you can you can get away with those type of those type of moments in under 18s in reserves, under 23s. You can get away with that, do you know what I'm saying? But you're playing in a Champions League against Champions League winners, world class players, elite teams, and um they've seen it all before. So he's made that error. Now we're on a back foot. Gomez does well initially. He gets in front of Vinicius. Now you want you want Gomez to show his experience. Maybe a drop of the shoulder because Vinicius is on you, or just clear your lines. Really, um, that's that's one. It's a poor pass. To, yeah, like you said, it, it's a soft pass to uh, Allison. It bubbles. Now Allison, we either want you to go to the left, which I thought he was going to do. Yeah, clear out to the left to Robertson, but it doesn't. He wants to keep on going on to the right-hand side, maybe back to Gomez or Trent. And it was a wrong one. It was, it was a silly error. And um, again, fair play to Vinicius. Same as the Salah goal, he anticipates, he smells the danger. He got lucky, but in football, you need all the luck you can get. So there was a, there was a series of uh, comical errors in, in that goal that um, it could have been avoided. Honestly, it could have been avoided. Um, it just goes back to... It just goes back to that lack of experience from Badge, really. Uh, obviously, you can't. I don't want to blame him too much. He's only eighteen. This is his first. That like, this is probably his biggest game of his life. Not probably. It is the biggest game of his life. So he will learn from that. But Gomez and Ali have enough experience between them to make the right decisions. And um, obviously, Gomez has done that a fair few times this season. Where instead of clearing his lines, he's always trying to go back to Allison. I'm not too sure why. I'm not too sure why it doesn't really help anyone. But you just got to clear your lines. From both players, man, you just got to clear your lines. I think at this level, the deep, the margins are just so fine. Like, the idea on the pass that Gomez gives to, to Alisson, and again, this goes back to your point, Peter, about when you play football, you kind of know. Like, you have to pass A to your player's most dominant foot, and mm. B, like, give the, give the passes to have a lot of weight on it, and not a bobbly pass. So he's given mm. Alisson a pass on his weaker side that's bobbling and short. Yes, Alisson should do much better with it and he's ultimately the one who makes the decisive error for the goal. But the pass, I genuinely can't put into words. When BT showed a replay of it and it's bobbling and it's on his weaker side, I'm like, that is a bad pass. It's just a bad pass. And Gomez has done it before the season. He did it against Leeds as well where yep, yep. He, gives Alisson, he gives Alisson a really bad pass. And fair play to Vinny. Vinny actually reminded me a bit of Suarez where, you know when Suarez should do that thing where He'd press the defender, the defender yeah, would pass it back, and he would, and he yeah. would anticipate what the goalkeeper was about to do, and he would kind of win it off the goalkeeper. We've seen Suarez score that goal before, basically. So, fair play to Vinny for smelling blood, but I think two experienced players there, Allison trying to play out from the back when he's under pressure from the top forward, and Gomez playing a really sloppy ball. I'm more concerned with their parts in that goal than I am for Badstreich. Badstreich ultimately, he's 18 years of age, and he's he's. Playing with confidence almost, if you like. Liverpool's yeah, won up yeah, in Champions yeah. League. He's won the ball back and he's trying to shimmy and, and play forward. Like, that can happen. An 18-year-old can make that mistake. But two senior pros should recover for him. Gomez should play a better pass back to Alisson. And Alisson should clear his lines or, 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 do, or deal with the ball better, ultimately. So, just a disappointing mis defensive mistake. And it goes back to something that's happened so much this season. This team continues to do stupid things and shoot themselves in the foot. Whether it's Allison who's been a reliable performer for us this season, or Gomez, Van Dijk at times, Matip, defensively this team do stupid things time and time again. Even even like when Gomez gets in front of Vinny, he has so much space to, 
you know that thing where you double and you knock it around and get on the other yeah, side. Yeah, you know he, he, he could he, just he, burst past him. You know what I'm saying? He has so much time, like just to get it on his right foot and turn around and just hoof it up. I don't know why, like you said, that the the idea on the pass was just insane. Or if you're gonna pass it back to Allison, help him out, like kick it to a space where you can easily take a touch and you know, do something. But he was under pressure, and I mean Goldman. We'll talk more about Gomez, and I don't want to. <laughs> no, no, I don't want. I don't want to say. Man said, "We'll come back to you." Don't worry. <laughs> man said, no, but... man said, "When I deal with you later." <laughs> yeah, oh, when, <laughs> I I do with with you. You. <laughs> when I do with you. No, but like this season in a group chat, I dropped Gomez 2022-2023. It's just been error after error. He'll play one good game. Then hey, the all in rows, man. All in rows. Listen, we might as well talk about him now, to be honest, man. I don't yeah, know. yeah. It's, I don't it's just. This just, season has been, I don't know, I, I can't get it, bro. Like, Forest, Leeds, today, um, Brian Napoli, 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 Napoli. Napoli. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've never seen a centre-back being dragged off so many times. It's there, insane. I was, I was saying in the chat, there are so many times this season where someone in the group chat has put, Gomez needs to be taken off for his own good. This, like, it's happened about five or six times this season, genuinely. Uh, it's It's... It's, I I ultimately think Gomez we, we, he can't play at this level anymore. At least not he sort of played you plug in for the odd game, but I don't think Gomez mm. can play three or four games in a row anymore. He can't. I think those days are over now because he he's showed that whenever he makes a mistake, on my, he's not you steady. You can't a steady player you put in for an odd game. He's not steady. He's either ten ten or one out of ten. That, that, oh, bro, that, I think that, he's a sort of player. I think he's shown. I think he's shown. I think he's shown that ultimately he he's not the player that can go week in week out because he's not consistent enough. So I think you just plug him in for the odd game, or well, like, one or two games, well. and then that's it. But I just think he's he's a third or fourth. What I'm, the point I'm trying to make is, Canate and Van Dijk should be our, our leading centre backs. There should yeah. be another one, yeah. and then I think yeah. Gomez is kind of one that just fills in. Yeah, for the best of his own career for himself, he's got like because his temperament is like he's a nineteen year old. Like it's yeah. it's literally like he's a nineteen year old. Like when he ha- when he when he's feeling himself, he's unbelievable. Like he can bag he can he can almost like he can he can mark Harland out of the game. Like he was that good against Harland. He's done that before, bro. Yeah, yeah. and that was, that was calm for him. But then he also has a game against Napoli where like he's just hesitant to everything. He can't deal with any like t- like every any time he got the ball, kind of like passing it back to Allison today, it was just nerve like nerve like you can you even feel it in the crowds that like, everyone's just nervous. And he does. He does things like in that defense where I feel like it makes everyone else panicky. He erodes and... the confidence of the players around him, which is like, which is a bad thing yeah. in a footballer. That's that's what I'm saying. So like, and that's that's kind of like what I expect from an academy player, right? Like an academy player who hasn't been playing a pro game, who kind of he should be so much sure in himself. What Gomez has achieved? Gomez is a Premier League winner, Champions League winner. Like, be assured in your, what you're doing. Be assured in yourself. Be assured in your talent. Like a Premier, a Premier League footballer should always believe and back their talent, but. To me, it just feels like he, he doesn't. He doesn't always back his talent. And today, just another example. Again, once he makes that first mistake, it just keeps tumbling, tumbling, tumbling down. You know what I'm saying? Everything is going bad for him. He gives away the foul now. The, the own goal. Own goal is unlucky, but at the same time, I don't know why he's kind of sticking a leg out. Like, it's just it's just bad. So, I feel like for the best of his own good, I feel like he needs to go to a club where he can start every game and just play himself out of this bad form. Like, maybe at the mid, mid-level, like he said, and just kind of find himself as a player again. Because he needs to find himself as a player again. Find that, okay, I can play at this level. Here's my talent. Here's what I can do. Because Adam, he's not sure of himself. Um, Ellis, what, what do you think about that? No, no, I agree, bro. I agree. Like, I'm I'm one of his biggest advocates. You know what I'm saying? Um, prior to his injury, he, I thought he was the man. And I thought him and him and Van Dijk will continue. Then when Canate is ready, he will be Canate and Gomez. And we thought that... That was a solid partnership, but like you said, he's just not sure of himself currently. Um, even in the second half, the challenge of Vinicius, there was no need. I mean, a better centre back would just shepherd him out. Do you know what I'm saying? Just shepherd him yeah. out. He's not going anywhere. He's gonna pass it back. But you've made a challenge, and now you've put your team under 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 threat. I, I just think he's always had concentration issues. He's always had concentration issues. Now, coupled with just the lack of like the lack of form is a disaster. A One thing I've disaster. noticed about him as well, sorry to cut you off there, Ellis, is hmm. he lets a particular play get in his head. 
Mm-hmm. So I think against Nottingham Forest, the player that gets in his head is um I will, the uh, lad. I the lad used to play for us. Yeah, yeah, he gets oh, yeah. in his head. Yeah. He gets yeah. in his head completely. He loses. He feels like he's losing that draw with him, and he tries to overcompensate. And I think he does the same thing against today, where Vin- Vinicius Junior becomes Oshiman the defining well. force in the game. Oshiman, Oshiman as well. He's he tries to he overcompensates, but today Vinicius Junior is clearly having a really good game. He's not really killing Gomez, but he's having a good game. Gomez tries to overcompensate. He's too aggressive, makes a stupid foul, and then from that point on. I think after after we concede from the free kick, the, the Militao free kick, Gomez's performance from that point on, up until about Dropped. 70 minutes, Dropped. is one of the worst performances you'll ever see at Anfield. Ever. Genuinely. Ever. It's, just, it's just so bad. He's just it's... His head is completely gone. It's gone. Yeah, he, hasn't got the te- he hasn't got the temperament to play in an elite side he's showing currently, and yeah. which is which is strange because when you listen to him in, like, um, if you see him on video and YouTube clips or whatever... He's very calm. He's very level-headed. So one will think that he can put out into the foot pitch and not let things get get into his head. And we've seen it even when we won the title, the Man City game, the game after we won the title. He's having a duel with Raheem Sterling. He's trying to overcompensate. Yeah. Gives away a penalty. Just has a mare of a game. Gets taken off at half time. So it's like ever since then the temperament is not really there. And um, today, yeah, from forty-five minutes to from the second half. To 70 minutes when he got dragged off, it was just an error after error after error, man. It was it was sad to see. Yeah. So it feels like he's still, he's still trying to prove himself to himself and the team and the fans. Yeah. And yeah. I, I yeah, it's it's just it's just very, 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 very kind of strange. So um yeah. Next season he might have to be playing next to Mings at Villa. <laughs> unfortunately. I don't know. Um, I don't know if he's I don't know if he's better than Conso, you know, right now. Similar level, man. Honestly, I, I similar level, but, but I think I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Even know. He's got more PMP than Konza and experience, so that's that's mm. about it, really. It's a shame to see because, yeah, very, like, very I saying, like I was saying to Mike in the group chat, I know you said it, it was bigger than just that, but it was that error that really deflated us from that goal. Do you think because so? you didn't have? Yeah, yeah, because bro, you go in, it's two two, yeah. Yeah, so it takes a sting out of the game. It does take the sting out of the game. It takes a sting out because it's 2-2. Romaju have gone inside. You know they're going to come out with a plan. So our job now is to stop them from offsetting their plan. Let's just take the sting out of the game. Let's First 15 minutes, let's just ride it out. Let's just, let's just be easy. Let's ride it out. So now you have just made that challenge, which you didn't need to make. And now they've scored from that. Now they can execute that the plan. That's pretty insane, by the way. That's like Sunday League, like... He just makes a Fun. run, not him up in the left. Like Easy. that's that. You know what I'm saying? A horrific set piece to concede. Such well, I've, I I don't think I've seen Liverpool concede that kind of goal for a little while, you know. Bro, I f- we can see them set pieces all the time now. No, but that, no, not that easy. Yeah, that near post, like just flick. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a that's a mad yeah. one. That's a mad one. Yeah. We can see it all the time. <coughs> set pieces. We actually, I was meaning to say this in the podcast, but we have a problem with set pieces. We do, especially at the Big back problem. post, especially at the back post. It's a Huge big, big issue. We don't, we don't. From from the Liverpool that we know, that the, the, the elite Liverpool, this is this is baffling. I have never seen Liverpool lose so many corners. Second balls, they don't win. Three headers all the time. I felt like we competed from set pieces every single game, and I thought because Gomez and Matic both don't like the header, so I thought, okay, that's probably the problem. Um, but then, like today, like we expect us to to, to to deal with that much better. Like that's. Literally, that's organization, that's proactiveness. Like, just follow your man. That's literally all you need to do. But yeah, it's, it's just strange to see. Um, and the only thing I would say to your point, Ellis, is that yes, we lost momentum, but ultimately, our weaknesses on midfield just showed eventually. Yeah. Where it's just like, um, are we like, I don't know how you hide our weaknesses on midfield, like, for 90 <laughs> minutes against grid. I, I just don't know how. Like, in the first half, I thought we done well, but at the same time, it still kind of showed. But second half, it just really just like, we haven't got that combativeness. We were losing the ball. We couldn't track runners. When Vinicius was transitions, we couldn't stop any tra- like we couldn't stop the transitions. So that just showed in the second half completely. Do you know I what it's said? Well, I, I think on, people have been saying, "Oh, why did Bad shit start this game?" Blah blah. blah. By the way, Babs is slander name for him. Unbelievable. <laughs> I, I want to punch him up for that. Seriously, <laughs> I would have. Babs is like six foot nine or something. He's a bloody. He's like the big show man. 
I, probably, I wouldn't lay a glove on the guy, but that 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 slander name when I saw it on Twitter, I thought, insane, you, you bloody genius. But anyway, um, people are saying why is Badgetich playing? This guy is our most combative midfielder. He needs to start every game, genuinely, because we haven't got any midfielder with legs. He's the only one with legs, so that's the reason he starts the game. So I, I find it hard to single him out for any blame, man. I, I, I don't. I, I, I find it hard as well, Mike. I find it hard as well because. If you are 18, is is putting in more tackles, running more than the the two older geezers next to you. I mean, what more can you do? Like everyone's saying, oh, he had a poor game, he had a good. But usually, you need your two experienced midfielders to hold you in that game. And if Hendo and Fab can't really run, so what's the point, man? I think that second half, Madrid just started popping it a bit more, and we are generally a yard off the pace. But today was probably like five. Was probably like five yards off the pace you, in that second you know half. What? I actually just think Madrid, yeah. So Madrid from two when they're two 0 down are excellent. The way the mm. way they play from two 0 down, they get the goal from Vinicius Junior, which is a moment of magic. But they actually just get their foot on the ball, and yeah. they say, you know what? Let's just let's just find our way into this game. And Madrid are so good at not getting rattled in a way that like it shows they're a truly elite side. Like it's just. To be 2-0 down at Anfield, we've seen so many teams get 2-0 down at Anfield and crumble completely. They just get their foot on the ball, control the game. A moment of magic gets them the first goal. Okay, it's an error for the second goal, but they're actually playing really well at that point. And I just think that they are a side that just have so much poise and, and, and they're able to just really, even through the most mad circumstance, it's something that I've never seen before. Maybe United should do it in the past, maybe the Ferguson United team. But to be in the most dire circumstance and play away into a game the way they do is mad. Yeah, I mean, and it's easy because you're playing against a team who are not at your level currently. You're not at your level. So it was like like watching them versus Osasuna or something. Do you know what I'm saying? It was just, it was, it's like one of them, you know, La Liga's that you, you yeah. flick onto your live, you flick onto your live score, oh, wrong, wrong with you, they're losing. But you just know, yeah, they're going to come back anyway. And true to your word, they come back and, and that's what it was like. But it's just disappointing from our behalf that, you know, you couldn't really lay a glove on no. them in the second half. They just nullified us and they just used us to look like little boys, man. Yeah, literally. They, they little bro us once mm. again. Like, once again. And that might, Mike's point about them, they're just, they're unflappable. Like, I've never te- seen the team be so unflappable. Like, it's in, like, in any situation, they could be 2-0 down, 3-0 down, they know they're going to find a way. And it's, it's in, like, the most insane type of ways where it's just like, to be honest, all they have to do is survive. Like I said, I said two pods ago, all teams have to do is just survive against us and we give them goals. Like, literally, we give them goals. And it's crazy to me how we will tune them up and we've somehow ended this game 5-2. Five, five, um, it's insane. But I was just going to make a point on, on Vegetich. Like, again, I, I, like I'm with you guys, there's no... I don't, I don't rate him any less because of this game. Um, I don't, like, think of him as a better player now. But do you guys think it was a, a game too far for him? In, in that sense, but so I just feel like he playing up against Modric, Camavinga, and Valverde. Like Camavinga and Valverde are literally like one of the best, two of the best myth, like best talents in the world in terms of them being like next level. They're probably going to be the best midfielders of the next generation. And then him, this may be what is he's maybe like 10, 11th maybe games, um, game like maybe like his fifth or sixth start like against Real Madrid. Um, yeah, it's just I just don't think it was. He shouldn't really be starting this game, but we don't have any other options. I think that, that's the problem. In the ideal world, Dajitic shouldn't be starting a game like this, but the problem is that we just don't have any other options, isn't it? That's the that's the thing. So, like, this all goes down to let's blame Naby Keita. This is this this is just the the crux of it. This is just the crux of it, because if that brother was playing at a good level, Badge wouldn't be seeing the pitch. Do you know what I'm saying? But aside from that, hey, I think Jones, Jones as well. Jones, yep, yeah, Jones. Uh, one eyed Jones, man. Do you know what I'm saying? He, <laughs> it's because of that, these players, it, bruv, he hasn't touched the pitch for like three games, fam. Man, just put him on a bench on a, on a, like, oh yeah, go on, have that. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's, it's a big shame for, for Badge because I personally, first half, first 30 minutes, I thought Badge was good. I thought he was, I thought he was doing his thing. He was getting to the ball, he was winning tackles. But then again, experience, the level of opponent you're facing comes into it. 
and it's not much really he can do. He's not gonna play. He's not gonna play Valverde every game. He's not gonna play Camavinga every game or Modric. Do you know what I'm saying? It's just one of them things that he just has to learn from it. And he, he needs these type of games where like you get bossed about a bit and you need to know. Then he's going to see what level that he needs to get to. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? In order to be, to take that next step. And it's, this is one of the games that he knows, okay, cool. This is what I need to do. This is what I do. But again, there's no one on the bench. There's no one on the bench. There's no one in Liverpool squad that I can say that, yeah, he, that shouldn't be staying, but this person should start. So it's not really his fault, man. Yeah, and that's my thing as well. I think, especially when we go 3-2 down, we, we need to make subs, right? I feel like the midfield is literally drowning, drowning at that point. Um, like, they're constant positions. I thought, whilst Benedict's energy was, was great, especially in that first half, his ball usage, um, his pass selection pause wasn't great at all. I felt like his passing kind of was a bit exposed this game. Um, so, yeah, we kept giving away the ball in transition a lot. And that midfield was drowning, but we just didn't have any subs to make. Like, you bring on Kato, but Kato can't run again. Elliot, again, is not the best defensively. Um, Jones, God knows what we're going to get from him at this point. So, yeah, um, we kind of make the subs that we do make is um, we've been making the same sub for a while now in terms of just bringing on Firmino and Jota and taking Nunes and um, Gakpo off. Gakpo was an entity um, for a while, so I wasn't too mad at that substitution. I thought Nunes probably should have stayed on, but, yeah. Um, and then Firmino and Jota come on. I think Firmino has been looking kind of sharp these couple of games, but Jota, Jota looks like he's in hell. <laughs> Jota looks like he's in absolute hell. Bro, he <laughs> came on today, oh, yeah. What is this? What Jota is this? Oh my god. Bro, he came on, yeah. He came onto the pitch. He had a chance. Where he, <laughs> he had a chance where he could volley, yeah. And the thing just hit the back of his head. I say, yeah, this brother is not ready. That Jota cameo was absolutely unbelievable. This is this is Jota playing against like FC Evian, Michelin, like all the. Because boy, these last two games, I don't know who that is. To be honest with you, I don't. Bro, we expected this though. This this is Jota when it's. Just when he's back from injury, it's not nice. It's not back nice. Back, back, not nice. <laughs> yeah. back not nice. Bro, back not nice. It's scary stuff, bro. Yeah. Um, you see, so... you see with the subs, yeah. You see with the subs. I kind of got why he wanted to bring on Firmino in it because yeah, sure. Kamavinga was running amok. Do you know what I'm saying? So you want to yeah. you want to bring him on to. You want to bring Firmino on to that, just step on Camavinga's toes, isn't it? But unfortunately, Firmino was always running like he's two yards. He has got no pace anyway. And then Jota was just, yeah, like you already said, man. Do you know what it is? I just wonder if he could have done something brave with his subs. So look, we're already 5-2 down by the time he makes the subs, right? Could you not bring on Firmino for Henderson, for example, and play a 4-2-4 or something ridiculous, just for a bit and just see what happens? Maybe have Firmino, Firmino dropping off have the midfield to a bad situation because we are at that point we have literally nothing to lose. The tie is functionally over at this point because we have to score three Mike, goals in the reply. Like it could be like a seven or eight two if you like. Bro, that's so, Lads, lads, nah, what have we got nah. to lose? There's nothing but, to lose in that point. Right, right, it's it's halfway line. <laughs> Every time they went forward, I was scared. I said, please, yeah. just leave it at five. I have mercy. I hear it. You go, you go 424, fam. You're losing 10. Easy. Well, Vinicius on the halfway line, just cheating, waiting, waiting for that oh, ball to break. Man. Waiting. Me, waiting for that ball to break. But I think there's not much they can do because I feel like when we're 4252 down, Madrid start feeling themselves. You got Rudiger start doing, I don't know, Croif turns. That little, I don't, <laughs> like just, just try to. I don't know what he's doing, but yeah, natural stuff. Oh, they don't respect. They don't respect out. us, by the way. At all? No, they, 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 they didn't want one bit. Do you know the really way? You know the way we yeah. treat. Really got done one thing on the on our right hand side. He tried to flick it over someone's head. I said, Nah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is it. I thought, yeah. They don't respect like, us. You know when you're playing your little brother on PlayStation, he goes to them up and you sit forward. <laughs> you know, okay. That's what they've done. That's what they've done. Man. Oh, bro, it's, it's not even that. It's not even that, Peter. It's when you let your brother score twice against you. You let, you let him. You go, I, yeah, score two then. 
Because, uh, brother, they treat us like we treat Everton. Yeah, when Everton yeah. come to Anfield, that, that's how they play against us. What, what Madrid did today. Literally, man. Or how we play against Everton, sorry. When, 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 when they come to our Anfield, that's what Madrid did to us today. Just yeah. outclassed us, man. Yeah, and they they inevitably. I feel like they inevitably know that we're just gonna make a mistake or we're just gonna like mess it up. So I feel like they just kind of wait for us to just implode, basically. Do you <laughs> know mean, what it is, we do. bro? We do. <laughs> we're just we're just a bit naive in that. I feel like against Madrid, especially this version of Liverpool, but like we only have really one way to play against them. It's high energy. It's intensity. Oh, it's coming yeah. at them. Madrid know that once we once they're gonna get. Madrid knew we were going to start the game really fast today. They know everyone yeah. knows that it's Anfield. So at two 0 down, the worst thing is the worst possible thing has happened to them. They're two 0 down at Anfield. So let's go. You know what? Cool. We're going to set onto this game and see what we can do. Once they set into the game, they're confident that if once they find the rhythm of the game, they can kill us. Because tactically, we don't. We have whenever we play Madrid, we don't respond well to the little tactical tweaks and stuff. And again, I just think the manager off the bench doesn't really help us in any way to shift the momentum of the game. The game drifts to 5-2, does nothing to arrest that that, that kind of shift in momentum of the game. So, yeah, Madrid just, they just don't respect us, honestly. They don't respect us with a little bro. At all, were they, were they little bro? Even like, that second half, Nacho wasn't pushing forward at all in it, so he was just yeah. staying with Salah. Yeah. And he was playing on his side, what midfielder was playing on his side? Uh, I think it was Madrid. Yeah, Modric. Yeah. yeah, so Modric was sitting in a little gap where, you know, Liverpool do that tri- triangle thing with um, Trent, Hendo, yeah. and, and Salah. So Modric yeah. was sitting in that little gap where Hend- uh, Trent would like to occupy and play a little crossing from that side and, and you know be a bit dangerous. So that little tweet there, we didn't do enough to even combat that. Like no one was gonna okay, let me get onto Modric and let me move yeah. him about, let me shift him about. Do you know what I'm saying? So Modric and, and Nacho, because Nacho didn't do anything. He was yeah. not looking to attack. That, that was it. He was just there to nullify Salah and not allow him to get into that space. But we didn't do enough to try and move Modric about to allow, allow Salah to get space. So, yeah, even then, like Mike said, the, the manager, the club didn't do enough there, I think, to try and change something there. Yeah, and it's the, I, think, I think that's the problem when we play Real Madrid is that we only have one way of playing them. And it's like, we won't adjust our tactics. And some may say it's like a strength or weakness of Klopp, where it's kind of thing like he only has one way of playing. And Klopp will always devise a plan to dominate the game. Like, I, I, don't, I don't see how he would ever, like, concede possession to Real Madrid and just be like, OK, let's concede possession to Real Madrid, let's sit and let's counter them. And let's use, I don't need this pace to tell his pace. But Klopp is always like, have this plan A. And if this plan A works uh, the way it should be, we will dominate them. But it never does because Real Madrid obviously have quality players and they obviously have that counter in, in Vinicius. And so, it was so naive as well to think that that plan of just going att- intensity for 90 minutes was going to work because it's not a sustainable game plan. You're playing against the champions of Europe, a team we've won the Europe Champions League, what, four or five times in the last few years? Like, you know, we're talking about an elite side here. So there are going to be moments where you're going to have to you know, maybe dropping in mid block. I just don't think we we show we showed the kind of poise and, and the intelligence to manage that game at all. At all. Just just it just shows where we are as a team ultimately. We're a team that are error prone. We haven't got much confidence and we're too emotional. You know, our players lose their heads after mistakes, whether it's the senior pros or the or the less experienced pros. It's just a team that is just not a very good team at the moment, it's relatively in terms of where we should where we should be. Just not one of the Europe's, Europe's best teams at the moment, and that's that's I a sad fact. Exactly, and I just I just think that's the way it is, man. That's just the way it is. We got outclassed by a better team, really. Who knew what they wanted to do and who knew where they are? Um, I don't think we know we, where we are as a team. Um, the players don't know where they are as players. Um, so that's just a sad fact. We're not good enough. It's just. The, the grand scheme of things was just not good enough, you know what I'm saying? Um, hence why I came into the game, not really... Obviously, you, you come into a Liverpool game, you're always optimistic that you're going to do something, but I just thought in the back of my head, I just think Mohamed Judah are just better than us currently. We're not good enough to do anything. And to, second half, especially, it, it just showed. Yeah, for sure. Um, like, like you said, there's a bit. Obviously, there's always a bit of hope because you support a team and you hope that they can do something. But 
in my head, like you like if you, I think the logic is that Madrid are a better team than us, so really they should be beating us. Obviously, you just you don't wish it to be like five goals, but yeah. Um, and this, I don't know, it's kind of weird one because um, I'll just touch on Newcastle briefly, but yeah, we did beat Newcastle, a team that maybe a lot of us thought that we might struggle with because they're such a physical, such a powerful team. But um, I know we, we beat them 2 0. And now I look at that game and I kind of had these feelings at that same time. My kind of thoughts after that game is just more like our attack is, I felt like our attack was kind of back in terms of we were kind of having creating chances again and maybe we would have these games where our attack can maybe be feeling cool. And my hope, and hopefully going forward, is that I know we're vulnerable and there's no way for us to hide our weaknesses, but can we kind of get through games, hopefully maybe with our attack kind of being clinical, our attack taking chances, maybe winning games 2-1, 3-2, stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I don't know. What's your thoughts on, on that Newcastle game now, obviously with the Madrid in hindsight? And, yeah, like, obviously we know that Newcastle were, were pretty good in that game, to be honest. I mean, even when they got Pope sent off, they were still dominating us. But um, I guess the positive is, is that front three, like today, was working and that we got some goals from it. And it seems to be a connection <clears throat> I actually Michael. think this game is really weird to analyse just because Liverpool are really good for the first 20 minutes of the game, much like they are actually, funnily enough, against Madrid. And then the red card changes everything. Yeah. I think the red card makes this game so difficult to analyse because from our point of view, the game becomes, oh my gosh, we need to win this game now. They're down to 10 men. We're 2 yeah. up. We need to win this. And if a Newcastle, it's kind of like, okay, you know what it is. We'll just go for it now. We have nothing to lose. So Newcastle kind of go for it and and... Their chances are ultimately mainly set pieces and also because of us being stupid, which is, again, a common theme of the season. But, like, I don't know. I just found it really hard to draw any meaningful conclusions from this that game but just because yeah. it was just a bit weird. So, I wasn't, like... I know a lot of the chat was a bit like, oh, my gosh, we're vulnerable there. They played us off the park, all of that sort of thing. And I got that. Like, I understood why people were a bit, like, unsettled by the performance. But I was just kind of like, that was a really weird game. I mean... How often are you going to play a, game, a team that have 10 men for like 70 minutes because their goalkeeper does something that mad? It was just it just felt to me like psychologically for, for even for, for Newcastle, Newcastle will end up taking armor on uh, I can't remember they say they make a triple sub on like 70 minutes, which is basically them saying, okay, the game is done. And we take off Badger Salah, not Salah, sorry, Gapo and someone else on around like 50 something yes. minutes. So we're already thinking about Madrid at that point. So like yeah. It's just such a weird game to analyse because we make subs in about 50 that change the game. They take their best players off in around 70 minutes thinking about the, the, their final they have this weekend. So, I don't know, man. I, ultimately, look, the, the, the most important thing for this game was the result because we need to get into top four. <laughs> like, this is imperative for us to get into top four. So, to, to beat Newcastle was massive. And now, we're in a position now where if we win our next two games we can be in the top four because Tottenham played Chelsea this weekend. That's a game they could easily lose or they could draw or drop points in. Yeah. Before Newcastle play the next Premier League game, we play Crystal Palace and Wolves. If we win those two games, we can be in the top four before Newcastle have to go to play in Man City away. So we're in a good position, man, in the league. So that's the most important thing for us. Forget Real Madrid now. That's It feels gone. Let's focus on winning these games in the league because we need top four. Hmm. Yeah, um, Ellis, uh, I'll go to you. So, what, what was your like? What's what, what's your thoughts on that game now and our Premier League campaign? In terms of like, do you feel like we can obviously still kind of make a push for that top four? Um, and yeah, yeah, I think we can. Obviously, we're not going to face the likes of Madrid every week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, there's enough games for us to try and pick up a bit of momentum. It was a massive win. I think you lose that, you lose the game on a weekend and forget about top four. Top four was done, but now you've put yourself in, into contention to to finish in the top four and uh, it closes the gap a bit more. Like Mike said, Spurs are facing Chelsea in a weekend. They could drop points there. Then they're not really... They're probably slightly better than us. Slightly better than us. You know what I'm uh, Spurs. Oh yeah, Spurs, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, yeah, you know I was saying they're not the best team, and they they can drop points at any given moment. So yeah. I think we should just try and just lock in, take each game as it comes, and try and get that top four. But obviously, um, with with Newcastle, I didn't expect to lose. I went to that game, and I was because they 
their form in the last few weeks has been a bit has been a bit poor. They've slowed down a bit. They don't score enough goals. They don't really yeah. win enough games. Do you know what I'm saying? So at best, I thought yeah, we'll probably get a draw there. Uh, three points was was even better. But yeah, man, look at us, man. Look at where we are. I'm hoping Newcastle get a draw. <laughs> hey, how far are we done falling, man? Last season was too much. Brother, Newcastle. God Scary, man. I'm out there checking Fulham's results to see if they've won again. Bro. Who did Brentford? No, who did uh, Brighton play on the weekend? Fulham. Fulham, I was invested in that game because I was thinking Fulham, um, I was thinking a draw would be a beneficial result for Liverpool. I done a fist, I done a fist pump. I was like, yes, they drop points. Blood. Yes, that's but that's just where man. we are, really. Like. Crazy man. Um, yeah, I, Mike. What, what, what's, what, is, what, what does Carragher know? Like, why, why is he on Van Dyke so much? Hey, listen, <laughs> the Carragher Van Dyke team <laughs> is too funny. He said, "I'll be so there think- no matter what." Bro, Joe the big Joe the um pulled up on my enemy's funeral meme. Yeah, <laughs> bro, big Fendi vax, big Fendi. Carragher was loading that one. I know because basically to put so I don't know if yeah, people know the context of this, but Carragher, you know that that interview thing Neville does, the overlap I think it's called. Yeah, yeah. He did all with Van Dyke, and I think Neville kind of jokingly said something like. Would Carragher get into the, into the oh, Liverpool yeah. squad? And then Van no Dyke was very emphatic. Van Dyke said no. So no just get him. Matic, Gomez, <laughs> yeah, Pilate. Yeah, yeah. When did he get in? Like he, was, he was emphatic. And I know Carragher saw that and thought, eh? A whole me. He also said, wait, he also said, he, I think Nev- Neville said, oh, Carragher like, likes you. And Van Dyke was like, mm, when he wants. <laughs> so I was just like, oh, okay. yeah. Some needle, some needle. Yeah, there's some yeah. needle there. Yeah. So I know Carragher saw that comment about the, I think the setup that comment is the one that hurt him. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, thinking yeah. a whole me, a me that won the but, Champions League for Liverpool. But Van Dijk's not lying though. Uh, he's not lying. Really he's lying. not lying. <laughs> he's not, Carragher knows that himself. Carragher's got ego, ego though. Listen, we all got ego. ego. When you play but seven hundred plus games for Liverpool, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what's funny? It's very funny because before we signed Van Dijk, we played. Who did we play? We played someone, I think it was like Norwich or something, and we conceded three goals. And then I remember Carragher and, and Redknapp was having a little back and forth in it. Yeah, it was Watford. Redknapp, it was Watford open, open Watford. The season. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then Carragher and, and um Carragher and Van Dyke, no, Carragher and Redknapp were having a little back and forth. They were saying, oh rah, Liverpool don't Carragher was like, they just need a centre back. That Redknapp was like, they need Van Dyke. Carragher's like, they don't need Van Dijk. They just need a centre-back. So I don't know since then, it's like, maybe he was proven wrong. So now he's trying to, trying to you know what I'm saying? But yeah, I don't know. Carragher don't feel him. He don't feel, Van Dijk don't feel him. But, but. Yeah. And also, yeah. Carragher's been bigging him up. So I feel like it's a bit of like, you know when you've been bigging someone up and they don't really feel the same way about you. It's a bit, oof. Yeah, so yeah. it's a bit of a dag. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. The thing about Carragher, I feel like, especially he's so like, in, like he's heavily, heavily invested in Liverpool. Like I feel, I feel like he's one of us. Like in terms of like, he really touches him when Liverpool lose. So his analysis straight after a game is more likely to kind of go on like an extreme side more than just a emotional. Yeah, an emotional side than a, a, a balanced side. Whereas like someone like Redknapp, I don't know. He doesn't seem as invested in in, in Liverpool. Maybe because he played for other teams, stuff like that. So. It's not. It's not probably gonna go on the extreme side, but then um, it's funny because I don't know. Carragher will come on like Monday night football, and that's when his balance take will be after a couple of days. But straight, straight after the game, boy, his head is hot. <laughs> his head is hot, just like us. But yeah, um, yeah, it's just it's just a funny one to end on. But um, yeah, um, boy, boys, we, we got popped today, but hey, we move in it. Listen, to end on a positive note, we aren't... Our ceiling this season is finishing in the top four. Thankfully, we don't have to win every single week. We're going up against Newcastle and Tottenham, not peak Man City. So we don't don't have to perform at some mad pace. Sometimes a draw will be fine. You know, that's going to be okay for us sometimes. That's where we are as a club. Mm -hmm. That's where we are, man. Win, draw, win, 
Win draw it doesn't matter, man. Like when we play yeah. United in a couple of weeks' time, I'm taking a draw there to be honest with you. 100 percent 100 percent 100 percent When they come in here, so uh, yeah, again, every Liverpool fan just needs to accept their fate right now. This is where we are. You know what I'm saying? Know about other people, other people can talk, they're doing their thing. And we've had your ch- we've had our dance in the sun. We'll be back, he says. Yeah. Hopefully, but right now this is just where we are, man. It's a shame, it is it's unfortunate, isn't it? Because the season where Man City is absolutely faltering, we're absolutely faltering times too. But it is what it is, man. Bro, we're always twinning with them, bro. I hate it, bro. Always, always twinning, always, fam. Always twinning, so annoying. But um, yeah, let's 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 push for the top four. Um, yeah, hopefully we can kind of go on maybe like a mini run or you know. Let's just stay in there, and let, let's see. There's what no there. run coming, man. You guys think we're gonna go on some ten game run? You guys need to wake up. Yeah. Think about I'm the like whole day. It's by default that I say that now. I feel like, but it's just one of them ones that I associate Liverpool with a run. How can Liverpool not go on a run? <laughs> Doesn't make sense. Will, March, How can Liverpool March run on a run? March to I think the run is gonna be three wins, one draw, two wins, one draw, one loss, one win. I'll that's take the, that. That's the run that's I see. Run, I don't know. That's a run. Though. I think we're gonna get top four. I think I'm confident of that. I genuinely think that will happen. But that's our ceiling. When there's no people, I know, I know some Liverpool fans are gonna fool themselves in a couple of weeks' time. I'm gonna be doing the whole. If we score first at the Bernabeu, I know, <laughs> I know you, you, I know you guys too well, Liverpool fans. But guys, just wake up. That's not our yeah, level. We're humble tonight. Even if we score two against Ber- Madrid at the Bernabeu, they're gonna be like, ah, we've seen them do this before, man. Yeah. We, know, we, we know the scripts from this point on, <laughs> you know. I mean, do you know what? I feel like one 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 game a week it can benefit us, man. Fabinho Henderson, that, that's what they should be playing anyway. To be honest, that's so. what they should be playing. Yeah, one, one but I, I've been expecting a, a Hendel disaster class anyway. Like, when he played against Newcastle, was, yeah. When he played against Newcastle, I say yeah, it's a disaster class. Whatever game's next, he's a disaster class. Yeah, to be fair to him, he's done a lot. He's all right. He was diligent today, but just got pops, man. Yeah, just not the level. But yeah, um, let's end there, man. Um, it's late Tuesday night. You did, you, I think we've done well to pod um, today. So yeah, um, like always, subscribe to our Patreon, follow us on all our socials, and yeah, we'll be back next week. And peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.